My name is Will, and I'm the pastor here, and I am so thankful to be in worship with you today as we go to God, as we connect with other people, and as we experience uh, God's presence in your life. My hope for you today is that you find hope, you connect with Jesus, and you connect with someone else. Today is a special day in the life of our church. We've got a lot of stuff happening this morning And uh, today is what we call All Saints Day. And All Saints Day is a time in in the year where we kind of stop and we pause and we remember all those in our lives that have died in the past year. And and it's a time to remember, it's a time to to celebrate, it's also a time to recognize the impact that people have had on our lives. And so we will read the names in a, in a little bit, we will read the names of all those who have died that are a part of this congregation over the past year. And then you will have a chance also to come and light a candle in memory of a loved one in your life who might have died. And it doesn't have to be in the past year, but, but somebody that you want to recall and remember this day. And so I will invite you at a time in just a few moments to do that. Also, we're celebrating communion today. And I want you to know that this communion table is open to all who want to follow after the way of Jesus. And so if you're here today and want to celebrate communion, there'll be a chance to do that uh, later on in the service. So let me offer a prayer this morning. We're praying breakthrough prayers. We're praying for miracles to happen. And so I'm going to pray this, this breakthrough prayer that our church is kind of joined together in praying. God, release the resurrection power of your Holy Spirit to break through and bring miracles. Bring miracles of new hopes and dreams and possibilities in our church and in our lives, in the lives of each one who is here today to worship you. Grant to each your boldness to follow Jesus into your new and unknown future. May your Spirit come, Almighty God. May your will be done. Amen. Last Sunday, we had a a big day. We had Trunk or Treat, and I know many of you were here at Trunk or Treat, and it was a, a, a grand day. There were about 500 folks that were here from our community and our church just kind of celebrating together. This whole room was, was filled with spooky things with jump houses and slides and, 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 and weird games that are happening that um, uh, somebody over there was leading. And, and, and anyways, it was, it was just a, a grand time of eating hot dogs and eating too much candy. And I want to thank everyone that was a part of making that happen. It was such a joy. But mostly I want to share a story that somebody shared with me about uh, just the impact that this event had on one young person. They were leading, a, a, having a trunk outside, and, and it was kind of Harry Potter themed, and so they were sharing candy and, and had this hat. And if you know Harry Potter, they, you put this hat on, and it's a sorting hat, and it tells you where you're supposed to go and stuff. And so a conversation was being happened, and I want to share this story, that there was a girl who was about 10 years old that was kind of, that was experiencing this and soaking up everything that the hat was saying. And, and, and then she heard the hat say, that she was brave. She turned and looked at the person leading this with a worried expression and said, but I'm scared. The hat said she was brave, but she said, but I'm scared. The hat told her that that it takes being scared to actually be brave. It's okay to be scared, and you can't actually be brave without being scared because when we're not scared, bravery isn't needed. It's only when you're scared that bravery is called upon and made possible, and so this person shared that she watches her face change. As she tried to take it in, confusion left, and 
the little girl saw a light kind of coming into focus and a hopeful expression dawned on her face and the tension left. And Of course, it was a short moment and she was ready to move on to get more candy. But the mark of telling this young person that she was brave impacted her day in a way that made her smile to really experience the love of Jesus, friends. That's why we do what we do. That's, that's why we're called to be who we're called to be as, as the church that, that God has placed here at East Tennessee Avenue. And I am so thankful to partner with you as your pastor We make small miracles like this happen. As I shared earlier, today is All Saints Day. And, and we are United Methodists here, and, and we believe in saints. We don't believe in saints in the, in the sense that there are certain special people that are, that are set aside to do certain special things, but yet this belief that, that all of God's children who are called home to glory are saints in the Lord. You are sinners and you are saints. And the lives that people teach us to live, the lives that they live, and the way that we learn by their example is the things that call us to remember. And so on this special day that the church has set aside to remember those from our own fellowship who are, who are no longer with us, who are no longer with us to worship by our side, but yet we believe so strongly that they worship with us in heaven in the glory of God's full presence. So I'm going to open us in prayer. And then I'm going to read the names of each who have died. Let us pray. Almighty and blessed, today we recall the glory of the saints. We recall that our fellowship is not what it once was because some in our midst have left this plane and now worship with you in the heavens. They receive their glory, the glory of you. Before they were ours, O oh God, they were yours. And so as we have given them back to you, remember their memory. We remember Guy Fortney. We remember Joyce Kenna. We remember Carolyn Miller. We remember Lee Mooring. We remember Hal Simmerly. We remember Walter Willis. We remember Linda Wright. Lord, for these saints who have labored, given us all that we have, taught us the faith, O oh God, may their rest be had in you. May we be worthy recipients of the grace that they have taught us. And may we bless their memory by being continuously faithful to your calling to serve God, to serve others. O oh Lord, give us your presence. 
May your spirit of hope and healing fall upon all who mourn and remember. May we carry them with us. So that even though our loved ones are departed from us in person, we recall their memory and they become alive again. Lead us all to the day when we can be rejoined in your saints' peace forever. Amen. Well, I have to tell you, the past few weeks in, in my household have been ones of a lot of activity. Really, every day seems to be a lot of activity as the whole neighborhood ends up at my house and um, it's just, you know, a great party every single day. But my, my two older children, they had birthdays the past couple of weeks. And, and um, I hope it's okay that I, I share this. Their birthdays are a couple of days apart or just really one day apart. And so they're always, we're, we're celebrating birthdays together and at the same time. And we try to do things to help their birthday parties be, or their birthday celebrations be a little bit unique because they are so close together. This year, my daughter wanted to ride roller coasters, and so, uh, so I took her um, on a Friday uh, when she should have been elsewhere, but uh, we, we, we went to Dollywood for the day, and we got there at 10 in the morning and rode roller coasters until 9 at night. That's 11 hours, if I did the math correctly. Um, and I think the only time we sat down was when our butts were in roller coasters and when we ate lunch. Um, and, and I have to tell you, I, I think I might have wrote, ridden more roller coasters in that one day than I have my entire life combined. We rode every roller coaster that we wanted to, uh, eight or ten times. I, 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 I was trying to keep track because I thought it would be great to say I rode this many roller coasters, but I lost count. I mean, when you just ride them one after the other, there's no lines. I mean, it was really a dream day. Um, and and, and things, were, things were going great. I don't think we could have ridden any more coasters. And on top of that, we walked a lot. I mean, if you've been to an amusement park, the roller coasters are big things, and so they're spaced apart. And, and so by the end of the day, according to my, my smartwatch, we walked 25,000 steps, which is about 11 and a half miles, um, and... And our feet were tired. The next day, my feet had recuperated, but the rest of my body was reminding me that I probably should walk like this more often, but was reminding me that I walked 11 and a half miles and rolled roller coasters all day long. And the thing is that Saturday, the next day, I had these great grand plans for what I was going to do around the house. The leaves needed to be put away. We're in the middle of organizing and culling through a lot of stuff that we have from our move to Oak Ridge, and, and so we're trying to finish this project. And, and I just have to say that, that my plans for the day were a bit more ambitious than my body was up to giving. And, 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 and the, um, the soreness from the coasters and the walking, or whatever the case may be, proved to be kind of a, a roadblock in, in encountering and doing the things that I desired and wanted to accomplish for the day. I mean, you know, it was, I, I, after a few days, I was back to normal and everything was fine, but that, that specific time that I had to get a lot of stuff done, I just was not as, um, as productive as I wanted to be. I'll just, that's a kind way of saying it. And, and um, the tiredness and whatever the case may be, it was a roadblock for 
by day. And, and now why that was the case is a story for another day. And, you know, my fitness level should probably be at a much different place than it is today. And so maybe this is like, uh, you know, an encouragement to continue in that effort. But, you know, the, the thing is that you and I experience roadblocks all the time. Well, you may be in the middle of something. Maybe if you're in school, you're, you're, you, you've got this, you've got, you're waiting for the weekend and you're waiting for, for the break that's coming up. But you know before you get there, you have that test that you have to take and it's nagging you, it's tearing you down. You don't want to take the test. It's a roadblock from getting to the weekend that you want to celebrate. Or maybe you've been in that drive through line and you know that you need that soft-serve ice cream to just make your day, and then you get, to the, you get to the counter or the ordering window and says, can I take your order? And you ask, can I have that ice cream cone? And they say, well, our machine is broken. You know, the machine is always broken, and so you don't get your soft serve. Maybe it's a sign from God you don't need the soft serve, but whatever the case may be, it's a, a roadblock in getting that soft serve. Or maybe you, you had hoped to, to buy the house of your dreams, but now because of interest rates being, being at, at a, a, a high, higher point than they have been, that that, that, that dream is, is out of reach right now for you and your family. Or that thing you wanted to do with your family is now impossible because you have to stay late for work to, to accomplish a project for those that are relying on you. Or, or maybe your health has become a, a roadblock that keeps you from, from doing really what you want to do in life, from caring for your grandchildren the way you want to or, or experiencing the travel that you want to experience or whatever the case may be. Roadblocks are a real thing that we all face in life. For the past uh, two weeks, for the past two weeks, we've been talking about prayer and, and, and what prayer can really mean. And, and, and as part of talking about prayer, we've been specifically praying for miracles, specifically praying for miracles in your life and the life of our church. And, and we, the prayer that I opened us up in worship is this breakthrough prayer that just asks God's resurrection power, the Holy Spirit to fall upon your life, to, to make new hopes and dreams and possibilities happen in your life and in the life of our, of our church. We've been talking about this. I've, I've asked you to, to pray this prayer daily, to set an alarm for 1101 and to pray it as a church together. And I've been so encouraged hearing from so many of you as you've continued to do this. And this past week, uh, we had a group of folks that came to the church to do a prayer walk around this whole facility. And so I want you to know that as you're sitting here this morning, that there are people walking through this, this, this room and this whole facility praying for you and praying that, that God's miracle power and spirit would fall upon you. Praying to ask God to break through and use this building for new and for creative things during this season in ministry. And, and I have been so encouraged. I've been so encouraged from hearing from so many of you that you're praying. It has encouraged me to, to learn and, 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 and to take some time apart to give thanks to God for you, for your prayers. But I also know that sometimes when you pray, when, you, when you're searching, when you're praying, that, that you 
often encounter roadblocks to your prayers. And I know this because I encounter roadblocks to my prayers. And I also know this because many of you have said, you know, Pastor, I, I, or Will, uh, I, I, I'm trying to pray and I do this, but, but sometimes I just forget or sometimes this thing gets in the way and I'm just not able to pray the way that I think that God wants me to pray or to pray for the things that God wants me to pray for. I know that, that many of you encounter roadblocks in your prayers. Prayers. You encounter things that keep you from praying, that divert you from, from praying. You encounter things that, that just make prayer hard in your life. And you encounter feelings, perhaps, and thoughts that, that even might make prayer hard to believe. Well, right now, I want to take a moment, and I just want to ask you to think. To think about what may be a roadblock to prayer in your life. Just, just think about, about what roadblocks to prayer that you may have. And I just want you to take a moment, and, and if you've got something to write it down with or, or a phone that you can jot a note on, just take a moment and, and reflect on this and, and write it down. I'm not going to ask you to share, um, but I bet if that we shared that many of our roadblocks would be the same. But I'm going to take just a moment here and write down a couple of my roadblocks, and I want to invite you just to take a moment to do that, to do that as well. So what... What roadblocks do you have in your prayer life that you're facing? Just take a moment. I just want to name some, some of the roadblocks that, that people tend to have. And, and maybe as I name some of these roadblocks to prayer, perhaps some of these will resonate with your own experience. Perhaps some of these will, will be a touch point for you and you realize, yeah, you know, I kind of do have this roadblock. It really is kind of, kind of where I am. I think one of the roadblocks that people face is the roadblock of, of over, overwhelming need. So you know that there are, maybe you get the church emails and there's, prayer, there's prayers that are lifted up for, for people throughout the week as they have different ailments or surgeries, really concerning things, and, and, the, and the prayers that you encounter or the needs that you encounter are too, numerous, are too numerous to count. The emails from people who are struggling, who are hurting, the people you encounter at the grocery store, at work, that, that, that share with you harm and hurt. Then you open the news or read the news and, and hear the news, and you hear other stories of, of natural disasters and harms and hurts and, and war and things that are just really troubling all around the world. And you know that the needs are so overwhelming. You know that you should pray and you should ask God to do something about it. But, but perhaps you're just, you're just kind of like overwhelmed because you don't really know how to specifically pray because the needs are so large for each person in each situation. So maybe you don't really end up praying at all. Or maybe you have a roadblock of, of not wanting or, or even fearing the thought of praying aloud. You know, maybe you, 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 you pray where you are and you pray to yourself, but, but you, you hesitate in being too involved with prayer because you really fear or really uncertain about praying in front of people. Now, as somebody who like speaks in front of people and prays in front of people, like I don't understand this. I'll just be honest with you. But I know it's real. I know it's real that, that, that so many people fear public speaking, right? And then if you, if you fear public speaking, I mean, prayer is so much more intimate than speaking. And so maybe this idea of, of praying out loud and being asked to pray out loud could be a roadblock in your prayer. Or maybe 
Maybe you, you hear about prayer at church or, and you, you think that people that pray at church have to pray kneeling at kneelers or they have to pray sitting in their chair or in their pew or they have to pray in the midst of a, of a class. And so I'd say perhaps this is kind of a prayer, a, a roadblock, a location roadblock to where you're, you have a roadblock to, to being at a certain location to pray. And, and maybe you, you pray all the time that, that you go throughout your life and you have this kind of conversation with God on a regular basis. Some of you have shared this with me, that, that you don't really pray in a specific place, but you have this ongoing conversation with God and, and you have this kind of like this talk and, and you know God is listening and you know that you are praying. But when it comes to praying at church, that you feel uncomfortable and and perhaps this keeps you from, from praying in specific ways. Or, or maybe, I think this is a big one, maybe you have a roadblock of not feeling God. The roadblock of not sensing God's presence. Maybe you found that, that when you pray, it's like you're praying to yourself. Or you're praying to the back wall and nobody is listening. And you just feel that, that your prayers don't really matter. They don't really make a difference because, because nobody is listening to you. You don't feel God's presence. And you've seen people that talk about feeling God's presence. You've heard from people who talk about being really connected to God in prayer and feeling and hearing from God. But that's just not you. You have this roadblock of not, of not feeling from God. And so you, so, you, so you don't even know if God's there. And when you go to pray, it becomes difficult. And you just wonder if it's even worth it. Or maybe... This is the last one I'll share. Maybe you have the roadblock of unmet expectations. That someone once told you that if you prayed hard enough, and if you had enough faith, and if you prayed hard enough, this person that you prayed for would be healed. Or this thing in your life would be fixed. But then they died. The thing in your life wasn't fixed. You lost everything and and, and you've seen from your, your life that, that the healing doesn't happen always, that, 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 that things don't always work out even when you pray for them. So you come to the conclusion that, that if things aren't going to work out, that you know, prayer might be nice for some people, but I don't think it really makes a difference. I don't think it really makes a difference if I pray. And so you just end up you know, maybe not praying at all because you have this roadblock of unmet expectations. You know, roadblocks are hard. If you're on a trip, a roadblock will delay your journey. If you're experiencing roadblocks in prayer, then, then these can keep you from fully experiencing, fully experiencing prayer and, and the miracles that God wants to do in your life. They can keep you from, from experiencing the goodness that God has for you. Some have compared roadblocks that you face in prayer to the roadblocks that, that you might face in a race. You know, some of you are, are, are people involved with racing, whether it's through like triathlons or marathons or, or, you know, like cars and all this kind of stuff, whatever you race. You can race bicycles and boats and all the different kinds of racing. And, 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 and in the midst of that, sometimes there are roadblocks that happen, unexpected detours that people have to make in the midst of an event that threaten to derail the whole operation that can keep you from even finishing the race. And there's something else in this journey in prayer that is also has in common with race. And that's, that's, that's really what I want to share with you today. Because I think that, that this next thing that I want to share with you is one of the solutions to all these roadblocks that you, you might face. So if you are involved in a race, there is almost nearly always a cheering section. 
You know, sometimes if you're involved with, with, a, with a race where you pay an entry fee and you go run your race, there, there are volunteers that are there set up at stations to deliver water and nutrients and to help encourage you along the way. I'm not a runner. I mean, that's probably not something that I have to say, but it's true. And, um, but I'm from Chattanooga, and Chattanooga hosts one of the Ironman competitions. And, and when, when, the, when the Ironman come to, it's like amazing that people do this. But when they do, they, they come to Chattanooga, the whole city shuts down, and everything gets started around this. People volunteer to, to provide nutrients to, to, to um, Little Debbie sponsors the Ironman in Chattanooga, which seems like cross-purposes, but anyways... Um, but, but there's this cheering section of people, people cheering people on, people cheering people on they don't even know, just encouraging people and, 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 and helping them to go on. Or maybe you're a fan and you, and you buy those tickets to go sit in the, sit in the stands at the racetrack and, and, and to cheer on your favorite racer. I mean, people, people, spectators and people encourage people who are in the midst of the race. And today we are commemorating and remembering All Saints Day. And I want you to know that, that, that All Saints Day is also a reminder that, that if you are a person of faith, you have a cheering section. You may not know this, you may not believe this, you may have a hard time understanding what it means, but, but if you are a person of faith, I want you to know that you have a cheering section. To help explain what I'm talking about, I want to turn to the Bible. And so if you have a Bible with you, we're going to be looking at Hebrews. And Hebrews is in the New Testament it's, it's a small uh, book um, in the New Testament. It's kind of like a teaching from this person who's a teacher. And, and we're going to be looking at Hebrews chapter 12, really just two verses, um, really just two verses. So Hebrews chapter 12, and words will be on the screen. Hebrews chapter 12, beginning in verse 1. Here the teacher writes these words. So then, with endurance, let's also run the race that is laid out in front of us. Since we have such a great cloud of witnesses surrounding us, let's throw off any extra baggage, get rid of the sin that entraps us, and fix our eyes on Jesus. Faith's pioneer and perfecter, he endured the cross, ignoring the shame for the sake of the joy that was laid out in front of him, and sat down at the right side of God's throne. I, I love this passage. I especially love this, this first verse. So then, with endurance, let's run the race that is, is laid out in front of us since we have a great cloud of witnesses cheering us on, surrounding us. Here the teacher says, run the race that is laid out in front of you. And remember, you have a whole bunch of people who are there rooting. You have a whole bunch of people who are there rooting for you. Well, you know, we ask this question, well, well, who are these people? Well, part of the people are the people that perhaps are in your family, if they're encouraging folks, or perhaps the people that, that you go to church with, that you're, that you're participating in faith with, but it's beyond that. It's beyond that. In fact, if you have, make a note for yourself if you read the Bible, to go back and read chapter 11, Hebrews chapter 11, which is right before this, this, this thing of, this says about the great cloud of witnesses. Because in Hebrews chapter 11, and I'm not going to read the whole thing, but Hebrews chapter 11 tells you who the witnesses are. The, 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 the teacher lays it out line by line who the witnesses are. And, and, and here, here I'm going to read to you some of the names of the witnesses. And, and, and perhaps some of these names will be familiar to some of you. In chapter 11, the teacher starts naming people who have taught others the faith. And these are the witnesses. People like Abel and Enoch. People like Noah 
and Abraham and Sarah and Isaac and Jacob and Esau and Joseph and Moses and Rahab and Gideon and Barak and Samson and Jephthah and David and Samuel. And then it goes on to say so many others, like so many more that they can't even count, talking about the deeds that people of faith have done, the, 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 the amazing thing that others have, have suffered for the faith and have done to teach you what it means. And, and these are all people... These are all the ones who have handed down the faith. And all the people that are named by the teacher in chapter 11 are dead. They're all dead. But yet, two verses later, it says, these are the ones cheering you on. These are the ones who are the great cloud of witnesses teaching you what it means to live a faithful life. These are the ones who taught the people of God what it meant to be the people of God, and now they have received their rest in the Lord, and the teacher says, these are your cloud surrounding you, carrying you. These are the ones who are not with us, but yet they are still with us. And in the church, in the Christian faith, this is a belief, something we call the communion of saints. This idea that the church is made all those who are faithful here today, across the world, but also all who have ever died in Christ, gain their reward with God, they are still present in this great communion of saints that is present cheering you on. So, so as you pray and as you encounter roadblocks in your prayer, you have this great cloud that's cheering you on. You have this great cloud of people that have taught you the faith, that have, that have taught others the faith. The, the names like, like Moses and, and Peter and Mary who are still encouraging you to pray and to pray for miracles even as you face roadblocks in life. And today, and today these are names also like Walter and, and Hal. Joyce, and Linda, and Lee, and Carolyn, those who were a part of this fellowship for many, many years, who have died in the past year, and who have gained glory. These are also the names that are represented by each candle lit here of those who have died and are cheering you on. And Kern Church, as I ask you to, to pray prayers of, of power, to pray for God's resurrection power, to bring miracles, I believe strongly that, that Walter and Guy and Hal and Joyce and Linda and Lee and Carolyn are, are, are cheering you on in these prayers. They are cheering you on in prayer. Now this gets a little dicey if you're, if you're, and so if you're not you know, um, anyways, but 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 Catholics and Orthodox folks, they believe that 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 you they don't pray to saints so much, but they pray to ask saints to to pray for them and 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 ask God to intercede with them. So there's like power of prayer, like duplicated. And 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 we're United Methodists, and we don't have an explicit belief about this, but but we we have this belief that you can pray directly to God. But I also kind of think that these folks that had a faith that's more historic perhaps than ours, that, that there is something to this idea of the saints who have graduated to heaven also praying for you, 
also asking God to do the powerful things in your life. I think they are, are praying to God with you. They are praying for you, with you, asking God to bring God's resurrection power miraculously present to Kern Church. These are your cheering section. They are cheering you on. So when you pray, and when you ask for miracles, when you face roadblocks, you do not do this alone. You don't journey alone. You do not pray alone or seek alone or, or stumble alone. You do it with all the saints. Today we do it with all the current saints who, who have gone on before you in glory. You do not, you do not pray alone. You do pray with those of us who are still here. And you pray with all those who have gone before you. So even if you face roadblocks in your prayer life, I want you to know that you have a cheering section. I want you to know that God hears your prayers even if you struggle to pray and they are urging you and continuously pushing you to continue this race that is before you with to continue to pray. Earlier, I asked you to take a few moments to reflect on, on the roadblocks that you have in prayer. The roadblocks of faith that you experience and, and even to write down some of these that come to mind and I wrote some of mine as well. Well, right now, I want you to do something else. and Maybe you're not familiar with being in church and having the preacher shut up so you can like sit there. I mean, that's not a common thing, but I want to do that again. And I want you to, to in your mind, to recall those who have taught you the faith. Recall those who have taught you the faith who are no, especially those who are no longer here with you in person. And if you're able, just take a moment to write down their names. And as you write them, see them in your memory. So just, just take a moment. Now with those that are in your memory, picture them together with others because they're not alone. Picture them together with others and and maybe that maybe if you're a sports fan, they're, they're seated, seated in bleachers, right? With all a host of others that are, that are there and they're cheering you on. If you're someone who runs races, maybe they're, they're, they're at the, the sustenance stand where they're trying to give you water and encouragement. And, and you just pray that you give thanks that they're cheering you on. Or, or maybe you picture them seated in this worship space because they used to be here too. And, and, and you imagine them being here with you and you just imagine that, that, that they are praising God with you and cheering you on. And they are saying, dear ones, it's your turn. It's your turn. It's your turn to be faithful. It's your turn to pray. It's your turn to ask God for miracles in your life and in your church. They are saying to you, run the race with, of, of prayer with patience that is laid out in front of you and look around. You have such a great cloud of witnesses and we're rooting for you. We're cheering you on. I know that prayer can be difficult, but I also hope that you you are encouraged knowing that there are so many that are cheering you on, so many. And so we come together and we can pray for God's resurrection power to break through and people are cheering you on to bring miracles. So with the, all the company of those cheering you on, I want to now invite you to pray this, this, this breakthrough prayer. 
And, and, and if you're new to the, this church, I want you to know that, that we believe strongly in prayer and, and we pray for healing and we pray for hope and we pray for all the things that you normally pray for. But right now we've added a piece to that and we're just praying that God's power brings miracles into our church. Not for the sake of a building, but for the sake of all who are here, for the sake of our community. And not only prayers for our church, but prayers of breakthrough and miracles in each, each of your lives. So I want to invite you to pray this prayer with me. And, and as we pray it, imagine, imagine your cheering section rooting you on, praying, praying for you. Let's pray these words together. God, release the resurrection power of your Holy Spirit to break through and bring miracles of new hopes, dreams, and possibilities for our church and in our own lives. Grant to us your boldness to follow Jesus into your new and unknown future. May your spirit come and your will be done. Amen. Amen. Right now we're going to move to a time of Holy Communion. And, and as we move to a time of Holy Communion, I want you to know that, that this is a time where, where God invites you to share around the table of grace you are, if you follow after the way of Jesus and repent of your sin and, and seek to be closer to God, you are invited to share this holy meal. And so as we do this, I want to invite you to join me in a confession. A confession of repenting and a confession of, of trying to seek after the way of Jesus. And I think we have the words for this confession as well. So let us pray this, pray this prayer together. Beloved God, who was known to our mothers and fathers and even to our spiritual forebears, have mercy on us. We do not always love as you would have us to love. We do not always do as you would have us to do. In our stubbornness, we turn from you when we should turn towards you. Hold us, dear one. Comfort us when we mourn the passing of friends and family and help us to know that you that they are rejoicing in your presence. We praise you for the grace you shower on us, constantly forgiving our errors, especially the ones that we don't share with any but you. Hear now the silent fears and worries of our hearts. Oh Lord, I give you thanks, because through your Son, Jesus Christ, we have forgiveness all may receive His grace. Amen. On the night in which Jesus gave Himself up for us, He met in a room with His followers and He said, took a loaf of bread and blessed it to God and said, this is my body which is given for you. Every time you eat this, eat this in remembrance of me. And then after they shared a meal together, took a cup and gave thanks to God and said, this is the blood of the new covenant which is poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Drink this as often as you do in remembrance of me. And so with these acts of Jesus Christ that, that bring hope and liberation and connection and, and miracles, we give thanks. Let's pray. Almighty God, pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here and on these gifts of bread and the cup Make them be for us the body and blood of Christ, so that we may be for the world the body of Christ redeemed by His blood. 
On this day, as we remember the saints who have gone before us, make us be holy so that we may feast with them forever and ever. Will you come again and feast at that heavenly table? Amen. Dear ones, this is the body of Christ given for you. The cup of salvation poured out for you. May you be blessed. May Jesus fill you this day and may you leave knowing that you are blessed with the presence of God and you have a cheering section of saints who are cheering you on. Go with the blessing of God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks for listening. If you want to reach out to Kern Memorial United Methodist Church or see entire services, you can visit our YouTube channel, Kern Memorial United Methodist Church, and remember to like and subscribe for updates. You can also visit us on our Facebook page at Kern Memorial United Methodist Church. Thanks and have a blessed day.